0: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.
1: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason DeFilippo, And I'm
2: Brian Schellmeister.
1: Brian, Brian, Brian. Mm. Usually before this show, I get up like three or four hours ahead of time. Yes. Do a bunch of, uh, you know, prep, read a bunch of articles. Pooping. There's always that. A man has to poo. But, uh... Man, last night it felt like Casper had like a 7-inch needle and just kept driving it into me at random spots. Mm-hmm. I w- I wanted to ask you this. Do you have problems with neuropathy now that you're pushing 50? No. Oh. Well, hopefully <laughs> you won't get it. It sucks.
2: Yeah. No, I um, you know, I I I saw the the winds of age coming a long time ago and I've made a conscious effort to I I know we still share our data on our Apple Watches for our exercises. You might notice there's an awful lot of yoga, uh, an awful lot of walking, an awful lot of biking, an awful lot of weightlifting. Um, My diet has changed. That's mostly thanks to my wife, who actually eats relatively healthy but tasty. Um, So, you know, I I definitely still have the extra pounds that I'm trying to work off of. But uh, other than pounds, I'm a pretty damn healthy guy. Okay. Okay, good. Keep it up. Lose the weight. (laughs) Trying to <laughs> seriously.
1: Yeah, neuropathy sucks. It started like four years ago, but it's gotten worse. It just sucks. You know what else sucks though? Hmm. Crypto markets. Whoa, gee how many jeepers. So I checked in, I just checked in this morning and uh, when, mm-hmm. between when I first put this in here, my Ethereum that I spent $250 on ages ago for mm-hmm. uh some experimenting is uh when I put it in the notes, it was down to eighty-eight dollars. And as of this morning, it's down to seventy nine dollars and sixteen cents.
2: I can't say we didn't warn everybody. What did we say? I mean, I said from day one, gambling money. You want to you want to gamble? Yeah. Throw in some gambling money, and uh, the house is winning. I don't know what else to say. I, was, I think from day one, you
1: actually said this is fucking stupid. <laughs> don't yeah, buy it. it. It is stupid.
2: It is, and it is, and, and look, uh, I I spend a little time on Twitter where you know all the bit bros live and the crypto kids, and they're all. But the markets are down everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I checked all my other investments. They're they're down. Nowhere near as far down as my crypto is. Crypto has cratered. Uh, Bitcoin and ETH will probably last. Uh, that would be my guess. There's too many people invested in it for it to go away. But I mean, they're dead. Um, one would say it would be time to buy. But come on, uh, you might as well get an NFT while you're at it. Or better yet, GOG.show uh, slash donate slash donate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Better use of your money. Um, I think this is going to be a lot of the stupid coins are going to be dead after this. A lot of the exchanges or that haven't stolen your money will be dead after this. Uh, You know, it's it's a reckoning. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. But, you know, to the moon, Brian, to the moon, Mm -hmm. to the moon. What really drives me crazy is we had flash for 25 years Mm-hmm. And that was at least useful. We've had, you know, cryptocurrencies for 10 years, and it is absolutely useless.
2: I've got to be honest. Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point because I have continually asked this and nobody has been able to give me an answer that isn't just gibberish and, and buzzwords. Mm-hmm. What's it for? What is crypto for other than piracy and Recession proofing your finances. That didn't work. Well, obviously not. Yeah. But what's it for? Nobody can tell me. I knew what Flash was for. I used it. Yeah, Flash actually was (laughs) something. It
1: it was horrible. I mean, it was terrible. I hated it, but, you know, it did something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I got into a little Twitter argument with Tanner Campbell over on Twitter this week. I I noticed because
2: uh, I I rarely uh, open up the Twitter on my phone. Yeah, you can tell because Mm -hmm. I call it the Twitter. And uh, I looked down at my phone at some point and there were like 35 notifications and I was just immediately in my brain. I was like, what the fuck is Jason doing? What did Jason say?
1: I just said NFTs were fucking stupid and that Tanner shouldn't do it because, you know, he's going to regret it at some point. And, you know, he's he's selling them to his fans. If I have fans, I'm not going to sell them a fucking scam. So I got a little into it and he's using this platform called, quote unquote, uncut. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing, they're using a side chain to, you know, skip the Ethereum network to sell their their NFTs. But it's still a side chain, which means that you know all of the bad shit still happens there. Because um, Tanner Tanner missed the mark on his latest episode. I just uh, listened to his podcast this morning, and he he thought that I think that I was more concerned about the uh, environmental issues, which I'm not. I couldn't care less about the environmental issues. I care about the the, the rest of them. Um, And he he pointed out that Ethereum was going to be moving to proof of stake um, this summer. I believe this is the second summer in a row they said they were moving to proof of stake. So, you know, take that one with a grain of salt. Um, Go for it. If they can get to it, I still have, Jesus, what, 100 terabytes of hard drives sitting around from my, you know, horrible Chia experiment? So,
2: who knows? Uh, You know. After you got into it with him, I I, it sparked my curiosity a little bit, and I wanted to take a look at uh, Uncut and try to figure out how NFTs reach into podcasting and how it makes the how it would improve the podcasting space or anything like that. And honestly, uh, maybe I'm just stupid, but I don't understand other than it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Okay, because you know. Okay.
1: Yeah, basically, you mint an NFT on this platform, you get people to buy it, and mm-hmm. then they get access to a fan club. Basically, you know, we've had fan clubs for how
2: long? I've been running them for at least twenty five years online. Exactly. Didn't need an NFT for it.
1: Yeah. And even in Tanner's his podcast this morning, he's like, "You don't even have to get crypto. You can just use your regular credit card to buy my NFT." And he's like, "Think of it this way. Think of it like." You're going to Patreon. You're going to give me ten dollars for my NFT, and then you get access to the inside of the group, just like Patreon does. Okay, just like Patreon does. Then why the fuck do we need the goddamn crypto and the blockchain? We don't. The gimmick. We the gimmick. fucking okay. don't. Gotcha. Well,
2: yeah.
1: Well, speaking just, of just, NFTs, uh, wait, did I oh. speak out of turn? Though I was just—I I got a little—I I even apologized on a Twitter thread, which I never do.
2: I, I wouldn't say that you spoke out of turn, Jason. You just spoke with your general panache. I jasoned it. Yes, I did. Yeah, you Jason it. That's all. You know, that, that would have been a completely civil discussion in which you would say, uh, or I would say, because I don't tend to Jason it. Uh, this just seems like a gimmick and you don't need the NFT to do all this stuff. And you're only doing the NFT so you can say NFT. Um, you just jasoned that. So,
1: yeah, I did. Yeah. It makes me angry. I see red. I, I just I lose control. When I see somebody getting into NFTs, because it's a mistake. It is a mistake.
2: Well, I think we have the, the perfect person to get into NFTs is getting into NFTs. Infamous grifter, Anna Sorokin, who sp- has spent four years in prison for fraud. She is the uh, subject of that, uh, what was it? Uh, was it HBO or Inventing Netflix Anna. documentary, Inventing Anna? Yes, the person mm-hmm. who, you know, uh, grifted people is getting into NFTs. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, she told NBC News that she has minted 10 NFTs. Holders will somehow have exclusive access to her, who is in jail under the custody of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. They will have the chance to meet her, who is in jail. And they will also we receive a visitation. bundle of personal items from her, who is again in jail. Perfect person to... I think they should put her on the... on. She should be on all NFTs. Every NFT in the world should just be her face. Grifters are going to grift. Uh,
1: yes, they are. Did you watch the uh, Inventing Anna special? Or I didn't. Because as I or get not,
2: older, no, I, I just uh, don't have time for horrible people. No, uh, This one was
1: fun because it had the girl from uh, uh, Ozark playing Anna. She did a great job. It was quite fun. It was quite fun. I did leave the house this week, Brian.
2: Believe it or not. Okay. I saw you. I know you were in my neighborhood asking me where to get sushi.
1: Yeah, yeah. You took too long, so we ended up at a place. It was decent. It was expensive, but it was decent. Yeah, we went and saw – I went to Venice West, the new club in Venice, to go see uh, Jordan Harbinger Live with Ryan Holiday. I took uh, a couple friends with, took friends of the show, Brian Blondell and Robert Fogarty. We had a blast. And uh, it was was weird being out in people again, like in a club.
2: Yes. It was really weird. It was weird for me sitting in Toronto to know that you were at the club that I waited like five years for it to open. It never opened. And then you posted pictures of being in my old bar.
1: Well, you know, that's what you get (laughs) for leaving. You could have been with us, but you left.
2: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Free healthcare. In the news. Sometimes stories break right after we finish recording and, uh, we hop on it because it's a big deal and we put it in the show notes. And by the time we're ready to record again, it's completely played itself out. This would be one of them. Uh, Google places engineer on leave after he claims groups chatbot is sentient. Uh, somebody tweeted this to tweeted this at us when it was breaking. And I just immediately responded with I called bullshit. And so did the world. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, once we got past the, the clickbaity headlines that, of course, had to exist because, you know, money and finance on the Internet. Everybody in the world has kind of gone, yeah, no. Uh, this is Blake Limon a senior software engineer in Google's responsible AI unit, who uh, wrote a post on Medium saying he may be fired soon for doing AI ethics work. And then he came out and said that uh, Google's chatbot Lambda, uh, he published a, an interview with the chatbot, and he felt that it's become self-aware because it said, I became self-aware. So that seems reason enough for an AI professional. And as you get more and more into the story, you find out that kind of Lambda is basically a project that uh, is a system for generating chatbots, which basically means the project worked really well at making chatbots. Yeah, I was going to say success. success. Success at creating a really good chatbot, but that's it. Now, I don't, I'm, there's nothing else really to talk about here because obviously AI doesn't exist except as A buzzword to get funding. Um, And this is not AI. It is a very good chatbot. Of course, there's been, uh, of course, that's going to get better than the Microsoft one that was unleashed on Twitter that became a racist asshole. They're getting better. They're chatbots. They're learning using machine learning, not AI. But the thing that really caught my eye in this article (laughs) is as recently as last week, LeMond said he was teaching Lambda, whose preferred pronouns apparently are it, it's transcendental meditation. How much is this motherfucker getting paid to teach a fucking bot transcendental meditation?
1: Probably in the realm of $250,000 a year.
2: So he what? Sits in front of the machine and hums and- uh, He
1: chats, Brian. Hum. He chats.
2: Not a lot of chatting in meditation. Om. <laughs> um. Om. Um. this
1: guy's crazy. He, needs, he, he seriously needs an intervention. That's all.
2: Well, they, they're not firing him because they don't want him to spill any beans on anything right now. Which understandable because, you know, Google is pretty far along in this sort of stuff, but not that
1: far. Jack Sweeney. You remember mm-hmm. Jack Sweeney? I do. He's the kid who did the Elon's Jet Twitter account.
2: Yeah, many others. told uh,
1: Elon. Yeah, yeah, and he told Elon to pound sand. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he cut a deal with Mark Cuban mm-hmm. to turn his account off. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took him four months to come to a deal. But he basically, Mark Cuban said, hey, look, please take this down. I'll be your friend for life and I'll give you business advice. And the kid said, OK. Now, if Elon would have just done that instead of lowballing the kid, maybe he'd have gotten somewhere.
2: Yeah there, are, yeah, there are easier ways to get what you want in the world. I'm sure they're going to be best buds, Jack and Mark. Over in Massachusetts, uh, a court has rejected a proposed gig worker ballot measure. So this uh, this is a good thing because this ballot measure would have enshrined Uber and Lyft's business model into law. Business model should be in air quotes there because, as we know, they <laughs> I was don't really say. have one. Uh, The court said the uh, the measure violated the Massachusetts Constitution by including two unrelated policy decisions, including one hidden by obscure language. So the uh, bulk of the ballot measure outlined limited benefits for rideshare drivers. However, the offending provision would have said that drivers couldn't be treated as an employee or agent of gig-based companies. So snuck that right in there, but uh, they sniffed it out, thank God. Thank God. And uh, Michigan has approved digital license plates. There's a startup called Reviver, which is an interesting name for a license plate company. Um, Mm -hmm. I tried to understand why this would be compelling. Okay. Having a digital license plate. Uh, It can locate lost vehicles and receive public safety alerts for a fee. So does any smart car now. Now, I guess if you have like a 1974 Corolla and you're still driving around in it and you'd want something like this. But if you have a 1974 Corolla, I don't think that you're going to pay the 150 bucks to get this, and then the 24.95 per month uh, cost for it. Oh my god! Yeah, it ain't cheap. So. It's essentially a license plate that has an HD display and LTE connectivity, as well as GPS for a hardwired model that includes a number of security and personalization features. There's a dark and light mode for your license plate, Jason. Oh, nice. You can put personalized messages on the bottom of the license plate so people will run into your car trying to read it. Yeah. Yeah. If you could read this, you're too close. Yeah. Uh, there's an app that will allow drivers to track mileage, if only that was built into <laughs> yeah. the car, and renew their vehicle registration online. Actually, they're working on that one. That would be useful, but you can also just do that by going to most DMV websites.
1: Yeah, yeah. This sounds like a solution in search of a problem.
2: Yes, I don't entirely understand this at all. Well, you've
1: been uh, talking about I've been scrolling through my photo library because somewhere in here I have a photo of one of those in the wild. And when I first saw it, it tripped me out. I'm like, "Wait a minute, is that an electronic license plate?" And this was a while ago, mm-hmm. although I can't remember exactly what a while ago is anymore. So <laughs> it might take a
2: while. My guess it might be the CEO of Reviver driving around trying to get money for his plan.
1: Uh, if I find that, we'll throw it in. Uh, we'll throw it in, either in the show notes or the socials somewhere, we'll or the really trash. It. But it was uh, it was cool looking. That's what that's what caught me when I was walking by. I'm like, "Oh, wait, that looks pretty cool." And snapped a shot of it, and then looked at it a little more, and it looked like it was e-ink from where I was standing. It would be cool if you could actually just. Here's what they need to do. Okay, I take that back. Skip the smart license plate. That's stupid. Um, Mm. Make a smart bumper so I can actually have a little, like you know, scroll at the bottom of my bumper telling people behind me that they're assholes and to back off.
2: Yeah, but you're not. Or something for the back window. You're not supposed to be using your phone when you're driving to update the messages.
1: Siri. You use Siri. We have all this voice technology. Why don't we use it?
2: This would have been cool when I was 16 and I first got my driver's license, and I could have put in like "fuck off" or "the cure rules" on my license plate frame. But
1: you know. So I sent you a copy of the photo. I found it. What do you think? Like actually seeing it in in person?
2: Yeah, it's still dumb. It's
1: it's still dumb. It is still dumb. The
2: (laughs) only the only reason I like it is it's like it looks matte black in the photo, which if you have a like a matte black car. Would look. It looks a lot nicer than like the blue and yellow license plate or the ugly white and and blue one that California is rocking right now. So that looks nice. But the rest of it, who cares?
1: It does actually match because that is a matte black Range Rover, which everybody around here seems to have.
2: Yeah, no, and see, it looks good on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I can get an orange one for for my Jeep, for my little pumpkin.
2: It must be in dark mode.
1: Well, a little more crypto news, Brian. Coinbase is laying off eighteen percent of their staff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yay. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, this is yeah. going to be across the board uh for everybody. If, if this is if your this is if your exchange will actually even survive. exactly. You know. We've got so many exchanges right now going tits up. And then you've got like that idiot over at uh, Kraken who's sitting there saying, "Why can't I say retarded anymore?"
2: dude says the guy that i had to argue with for like fucking almost a year about hey
1: but i i changed okay you did change i, I will give you
2: that yes uh,
1: it took a while but hey i did i am okay. now i i am now a proud member of wokistan
2: we should send you into kraken to to train this guy up oh god that would be fun
1: <laughs> and here's here's one that's uh taking your time uh rogan's uh COVID 19 controversy over at spotify has mm-hmm. finally got them off their ass, and now they are going to form a safety council to rethink its content moderation policies. Take your time. Take your time. We've got monkeypox to hold us over while we wait for you. Can you, like, you know, t- I mean, seriously, how long is it going to take? How- We're on to our next pandemic before they even get off their ass to fix the Rogan problem. Uh,
2: even by the time they form a safety council, what's it going to do? It's going to be about as effective as Facebook's uh, independent council. Come on!
1: Right, because we all know that it's not in their best interest to censor anybody. They no. want they want the free press. It's in their they best interest the to
2: look like they're doing something for the common good.
1: Speaking of looking like they're doing something, Facebook has decided to enforce their ban on gun sales with a believe this or not ten strikes in your out policy. How many fucking guns do you have to sell on well, Facebook and get caught? ten of them? <laughs> 10 apparently. Of them, apparently. Yeah, hat had tipped a darkfire on Discord for this one. It's like...
2: Who came guys. up with that number? Who decided, you know what, we're, 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 you cannot sell guns on Facebook, but we'll give you 10 chances. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN even if you use incognito mode your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it but private internet access or pia can help pia encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin and with servers in over 75 countries you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world pia comes with an easy to use app and browser extensions for all devices a rock solid privacy policy open source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet, completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN.
1: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
2: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Media Candy. So I finally finished Grace and Frankie. Uh, spoiler alerts, but I seriously doubt anybody that listens to this show actually or watches that show because that's definitely a wife and I watching it together show. Uh, as I talked about, the second half of the final season was absolutely abysmal. The writing staff was horrid. They didn't move anything forward, really, with plot. They focused on secondary characters that weren't very interesting. But I will say they stuck the landing. The very final episode was very satisfying, and it even included a nine-to-five re- a re- reunion with a, with a special guest part from uh, Dolly Parton. And so that that was nice. So good oh, cool. job on the end. And I'm glad it's okay. Over. Well, I'm,
1: gl- I'm glad. I, I, like, it. I like hearing uh, of good ending stories.
2: Yeah. It was a nice they're episode. so rare. I know. And uh, I finally broke the seal on Somebody Feed Phil. Uh, my wife and I watched the first episode of the new season, which is very short. I think it's only five or six episodes. More, um, I think. Delightful as always. Going to have to hold on to those. But which one? What city was it? I'm trying to remember what city it was. Was now. it Seattle?
1: No. Because I watched, I watched half of one. The one that was in Seattle with uh, Chef Shoda because I really liked him from Top Chef. Unfortunately, he wasn't in it very long, but uh, it's one of those shows now. It's I'm saving it for
2: yeah. when I'm really sad.
1: Yeah. If I you don't know? feel
2: great, this is what I want to watch.
1: Yeah. And I'm keeping it in the back pocket for that reason, mm-hmm. because there's so much stuff that I have on deck right now that is so dark, so dark. I, I have gotten halfway through episode one of The Boys twice now. <laughs> and I can't watch it right now. It's like right. you and Black Mirror. I cannot watch that right now. I'm having a yeah. problem with some of the other ones I'm even watching.
2: but So the one I saw was Madrid. Uh, the, it's the first of the new ones. So, yeah. Okay. It was very good. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I, I'm holding on to it. We're only going to watch it when the news is just so dismal that I can't handle anything else. So.
1: I know. Last night I was sitting down to prep for the show, and I'm like, I am going to sit down on my couch on my giant TV, and I am going to watch – first, I'm going to watch Star Wars. Then I'm gonna watch Star Trek. Yep. If you'd have told me this 30 years ago when I was watching <laughs> Next Generation on an eight-inch like CRT in my bedroom with uh, bunny ears, I'd have been like, "No way!" But it was fun. It was both cool. of which were excellent again this. this week. Man, I'm loving Star Trek. I'm it's so Star Trek, good.
2: Though. So good.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not as I'm not as well we'll talk about Star Wars in a minute, but okay. I'm not as I'm not as bullish on the Star Wars. I know. Uh it's good, but it we'll talk about it. Uh anyway, I finished Barry season three. The mm-hmm. uh, finale came out. Whoo! Mm-hmm. That was a crazy season. Really good. Really, really good, but uh crazy ending for sure. Umbrella Academy season three is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting that in with the boys. Like shifting that off to the side because that's not really a happy show either It's kind of the same
2: show isn't it
1: to some degree no nah, not really i mean i mean the boys is really 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 graphic okay I so mean, the
2: umbrella Academy, really umbrella academy is the pg version of the uh the boys R rated uh well the boys is like triple
1: x i would right. say the umbrella is a hard r okay there you go. I mean, I, okay. the the first The first scene, the first superhero scene in the boys, a guy shrinks down and climbs into another man's penis to get him off. Okay, okay. <laughs> that should tell you where the boys is. Yeah, that's uh, not that, on I my mean,
2: list of watching anymore.
1: They are going to a whole new level of gross out. I mean, this is uh, Seth Rogen and uh, his his partner did this with Preacher too. It just got to the point where it was just so over the top nasty. Where it's like, but I mean, it comes from the comic book, so it was probably all in the comic, but. Yeah. Um, Brian, and uh, this one's going to shock you, maybe. Mm -hmm. I've been watching For All Mankind.
2: All right. On the more joint. Yeah. I couldn't get past the first episode a while back. I couldn't either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sat down with friend of the show, Fogarty. We Mm -hmm. couldn't find anything mutually that we were at the same spot to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's got a wife. So you have to take that into consideration when they're watching shows together. So we found something that neither one of us had really seen, and we tried it. Mm-hmm. And uh, two nights and five episodes later, we like the show. Okay. We really like the show.
2: Hope he has a plan.
1: I don't care. I really just don't care. Uh, it's a good show. The writing is really well done. It's more of a character show than it is like a space show. There's some space stuff in it, for sure, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is kind of secondary to the the main plot where the Russians go to space first and land on the moon first. What's really cool, and this is what I really like about this... Is that? So when you and I watch things about the space race, we know how it ends, kind of like Obi Wan. Um, now, what they did with this show was they took out, you know, they took out the definitive ending. So now, for every launch, you don't know if they're going to make it or not. The actual, it's it's like living through the space race again. It is so much fun to like like, are they going to make it? What's happening? You know, because nothing is written anymore. I like that aspect of it. I like that aspect of the alternate history side of it. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: the cast is great. The writing is great. Um, Yeah, season three just came out. I don't know if they're going to stick the landing because it is Ron D. Moore. But he does have two other people to hold him accountable on this one. He is not the only creator.
2: All right. I'll wait Um, until you're done with it.
1: Oh, you're going to – you're probably going to hate it. So that's fine. (laughs)
2: So a little bit of news. Apple TV has got the rights for every MLS game for a decade, starting in 2023. Uh, After their debut of Friday Night Baseball, they're pushing further into live sports streaming. Now, I I don't do recall if I talked about my experience watching Apple's Friday Night Baseball because they did have a Dodger game once and I had to watch it. I don't don't recall this. Well, I, I will briefly recap just in case I did talk about it. It was the worst fucking sports coverage I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was horrific. Was it just
1: the color commentary was bad? Or? The
2: color commentary was bad. They basically had somebody on who didn't even understand the game of baseball. How you have a well, commentator who does not understand baseball and prefaced a lot of things with, this may sound like a stupid question, but yes, it is a fucking stupid question. If you're watching a goddamn baseball game and you're asking about the fucking rules.
1: Okay, that's kind of bad.
2: And in addition to that, the commentators being horrible, they were pushing gambling so hard, sports betting, they were running gambling statistics in the crawl. That's fucked up. Really? Yes. What the hell's up with that? I don't fucking know. We
1: can't have tits on Apple, but we can have gambling
2: get your priorities straight guys well, first off like uh, that should be illegal you shouldn't be like kids are watching baseball and now you're pushing you're basically saying and you can gamble on it too kids and we're giving you the stats in real time nice great anyways it was i i, I you know how your blood went red on twitter the other day and then my phone blew up my blood went red weird when i was watching their coverage of the baseball game and it was just <laughs> I, it made me so angry and it's so not apple the one thing that it had going for it is it looked beautiful i would
1: hope so isn't They're, it like in 4k
2: it's in 4k and then all the all their chirons and everything is is exactly apple it's the it's like watching it on your P, on your mac macbook pro all the icons designed beautifully everything you can watch all those gambling statistics beautifully like it looked wonderful but god the coverage is god awful so this does not bode well for my enjoyment of major league soccer which it'll be basically the only place to watch it there will be no restrictions or regional blackouts which i do like because mlb network mm. does regional blackouts which is bullshit if you're paying for mlb network um mm. and you will it's not part of just apple plus you will have to subscribe to an additional mls streaming service so uh good luck with that because uh, mls is getting more popular but it's hardly what i'd consider to be popular but I, if it's the only game in town to go see it i suppose they will do somewhat well with that yeah i mean they got them because
1: they you know it wasn't it's not the biggest yeah so
2: exactly and then i saw this uh story and i just thought it was hilarious i am beyond my coachella and music festival going days but uh Drug-laced pee seeps into rivers near music festivals and threatens rare eels. Okay. (laughs) So uh, scientists at Bangor University in Wales collected water from the White Lake River in Somerset following the UK's Glastonbury Festival 2019 and found worrying levels of both MDMA and cocaine in the water. (laughs) Yahoo! That's a party! Yeah, it was detected at environmentally damaging levels, according to the paper, while levels of cocaine were high enough to impact the local population of European eel, a dwindling species that's critically endangered and at high risk of extinction. Unfortunately for the eels, cocaine doesn't provide much of a buzz. Instead, it results in muscle damage and disrupts their complex life cycle.
1: Kind of like it does with, uh, with uh, humans, too.
2: Yeah, well, you know, also makes you make really bad decisions. And then I saw this article, which I just threw in here. Uh, I'm not really going to talk about it much. Uh, it was a great read. Um, and it's everything that's wrong with the world right now. It's over at the Guardian. No talent required in the new and lucrative era of the gentleman amateur. This one specifically talks about how celebrities are getting into the art game and the children's book mm. game and everything else because they're fucking cele- And which is what we were screaming about with podcasting maybe five or six years ago, like... You're, you're, you're stopping people that actually have skills within that arena just because you have an audience that's built in already and everybody wants that because they know it'll sell. That's it. That's the article. But it's quite funny. The Winklevoss
1: twins performed a Rage Against the Machine cover in uh, yes. New Jersey. Did you watch any of it?
2: Yeah, what I found, fa- I mean, obviously, them playing Rage Against the Machine after laying off a lot of their staff is, is offensive. But what's even more offensive is how fucking bad they are
1: oh they're terrible they're
2: absolutely terrible Ups
1: and doodads
2: i got a new doodad jason i don't do that very often what'd you get i got the google nest protect an incredibly expensive fire alarm is it neat it, it is neat actually it really is uh i i you know i've got a nest for for my thermostat and all that and uh uh, the people that sold our house like cheaped out, they obviously had some nice fire alarms and all that sort of stuff. And they ripped them out and just stuck up the ones that are battery powered and are gigantic warts on the wall or on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I hated them. So I was like, you know what, let's let's give it a go. I'll buy one. I have five fire alarms in my house. So we'll Jeez. just do the one. And it's, you know, it's multiple level house. It's going to happen. So uh, let's just do the one on the main floor because I want that one to look nice because we've made our main floor look really nice. That's where guests come, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Installed it, um, hooked it up, works beautifully, looks nice. Uh, there's some nice features to it. I I like the fact that it's app controlled and I can connect it to, to my whole smart home system and all that sort of thing. My number one feature on it that I like though, is it's got a little nightlight built into it. So once it gets dark, it's got a motion sensor. If you walk underneath it, it lights up a little bit, just enough, not enough to like blind you or anything like that. Just enough that, you know, you're not going to walk into a wall or anything. Is that justifiable as $150 instead of a $40 fire alarm.
1: Well, it's on sale right now for $119.
2: Well, there you go. Still a lot more than a normal one. But yeah, it's it's neat, Jason. Hey, man, I cannot fault a man for having neat tech. I'm not going to buy five of them. I guarantee you that. But I might buy like one well, that more. That was my for, next. Yeah. <laughs> I might buy one more for 600. the bedrooms. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not getting five of them. But uh, it's also got carbon monoxide sensor in it too, which is you know nice. We feel safer, I guess.
1: I would put one on the top level too, because yeah, that, yeah, that would be just me.
2: Yeah, and then the next thing you know, I've got five of these stupid things.
1: You're gonna get five, Brian, just because... eventually.
2: I know, I know. I'm... Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, I saw this in the news as well, and this is pretty awesome. U.S. Navy develops weapon that could make it impossible to speak. If you're a frequent Zoom caller or, dare I say, podcaster that has had some internet problems such as we have, <laughs> you'll know the single most God annoying up. and disruptive occurrence is the dreaded echo. Hearing your own voice played back to you with a slight delay is irritating, and it renders it impossible to talk coherently or do a podcast. And the Navy is aware of this and is using it to make a non-lethal weapon that makes it almost impossible to speak. Uh, this new device, called the Handheld Acoustic Hailing and Disruption, or AHAD, system, uses a long-range microphone to record your voice before powerful speakers replay that speech on a slight delay back to the individual. How cool oh is God.
1: that? <laughs> it's so simple, but so annoying. So effective.
2: So effective.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah it mm-hmm. says the delayed feedback inhibits the ability to control our own voice. Some may begin stammering. Some may stop talking altogether, while others will begin to distort their speech. You and I have done that when we've had bad connections. Hundreds of times I've had to deal with that.
1: Yep. (laughs) I've gotten really good at fixing it, but weaponizing it is genius.
2: Yeah, pretty cool. And then I saw this and I thought this was hilarious. Report reveals half of Japan's businesses have yet to ditch Internet Explorer, which is basically no more as of yesterday. Uh, They've ended all support for it. So that's it. Internet Explorer is officially dead after its like 25 year run. But a bunch of companies in Japan have been holding on and dragging their heels and have a whole bunch of systems that only work in Internet Explorer still. Uh, Things like handling employee attendance and expenses, uh, order handling, et cetera. And over one-fifth of respondents didn't have a plan for how to move their businesses onto alternative browsers such as Edge or Google Chrome because they're too cheap to pay fucking programmers.
1: Well, they get what they deserve. Yep. Uh, Here's here's my list of Amazon purchases this week, Brian. Shit, Jason bought just a few of them. I got a Bosu balance trainer. This is one of those half ball things you see at the gym.
2: Oh, yeah. I had, when I was doing physical therapy, I was on that all the time.
1: Yep. that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I signed up for a gym. I've got a trainer. I go once a week. And uh, I did my my first session last week. And when we were done, she pulled out the ball to see if I could stand on it because my balance is so bad. I got on the ball and I felt like I was back at home. It's, it was so weird. The uh, The muscle memory from being on a skateboard just kicked in. I can't fall off of the thing. It's weird. I can't walk in a straight line, but I can stand on that balance ball for like an hour.
2: Well, that's good. Crazy. Do they, are, are did they get to the point where like with mine, I was standing on it and then they were like, stand on one leg now. And now I'm going to throw a baseball to you. See if you can catch it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, we started out with
1: squats, okay. but the problem with the squats at that point, this was at the end of the workout and I mm-hmm. totally blew out my quads. So I couldn't walk for two days, which sucked, but, uh, yeah, I really like this thing. It's $150, the original. And I picked up a couple more Elgato key lights. I found them over at Amazon. They have renewed versions of them for 60 bucks off the normal mm-hmm. price. The upside of this too is there's usually more of these in stock than regular Elgato key lights because they sell out so often. But I got them. I opened them up. They they look perfect. You know, They yeah. were renewed. They do have a, a warranty and everything. So, hey, man, refurbs when you're on a budget, they work.
2: Yeah, I've got one of these too. Uh, not for mm-hmm. me. My wife uses it because she's on Zoom calls all the time.
1: But yeah, she loves it. I was going to say, you, you don't need it for nope. <laughs> anything. But um, I also got the new Anchor USB-C charger, 735 charger, Nano Two Sixty Five watt, PPS, three port, fast compact, foldable wall charger for MacBook Pro, Air, iPad Pro, Galaxy S20, S10, Dell XPS 13, Note 20-10+, Plus iPhone 13 slash Pro, Pixel, and more <sighs> for 59 99 this is kind of the, uh, the new upgraded version of the, the nano charger, the USB-C nano charger they had, which I have three of those around my house because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But this new one has ports, has three ports, as a matter of fact, has a USB-A right. and two USB-Cs. It's pretty cool. You can actually charge your computer, your phone, and your AirPods all at the same time. Nice. It's $59.99.
2: I replaced some of the outlets in my house with uh, outlets that have USB-C and USB in them. And uh, my God, that's convenient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. We've got a bunch of those too. But uh, for fast charging, I love yeah. these things. Like for the stuff for overnight charging, we use the, the, the you know, the wall-based USBs because it's like, who cares if it's fast? But yeah, for phones and stuff for during the day, you just come in, you plug it into one of these for like, I don't know, say a poop. <laughs> just plug it in while you poop. When you're done, you got another 20%. They're great
2: at the library i finally finished my book jason i can't believe it this is uh having a full-time job a podcast and a kid will take you much longer time to read books than it normally did but in my defense it's a very fucking long book i finished shards of earth the final architecture book one by adrian tchaikovsky he's a sci-fi author i've read a couple times and i've enjoyed Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not realize I was getting into his magnum opus, uh, by purchasing this one. I thought it was just another sci-fi book, but, uh, wow, it's big. It's a lot of world building. Took me a long time to get into it because I wasn't so much digging the world building and I wasn't into the characters about, but I kept with it because I was like, well, I, got, I because I'm OCD that way with books, I have to finish books. And uh, about halfway through these 700 some odd pages of this book, it finally clicked for me and I started to really enjoy the story. So took forever, but uh, the journey was worth it. Unfortunately, now it means I have to read the final architecture book two, but apparently there's only two of them. So we'll see. Talk to you again. in a the second one out months. already? Yes, it is. Okay.
1: It is. Okay. Uh, yeah. The first book, 558 pages. No, thank you. It was it
2: was it was a journey.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh let's see how long the audiobook is. The audio book is going to be eighteen hours and forty three minutes. Nah.
2: Yeah, it wasn't uh it wasn't groundbreaking or it didn't wow me enough to say yeah, it's worth it. You have to go for it. But uh I mean I'm I'm happy I read it. I'm glad I made it. But uh yeah, don't. Don't. It's it's a it's a lot. At least let me finish book two and see how he sticks the landing.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. I got a book called The Year Under the Machine by Peter Danielson. Mm-hmm. He's a Swedish author. Mm-hmm. And um I bought the original version on Kindle. Um, because to get the hardcover, you actually have to send money to Sweden and he will send you one back. Right. So I I got it on Kindle. I absolutely loved it. It is very short sci fi. It's kind of hard to explain without uh without without actually giving away a lot of the plot. But um What's cool is on each page. It's it's only like a paragraph on each page. There's 52 pages, so it's not a lot. 52 text pages, and the rest is artwork. He did these paintings, these white, black and white paintings, acrylics, and they're in the book. And they kind of like you know, they're kind of like Mm Rorschachy. What was cool, I found out, was that he had them for sale. You could buy the paintings, and the paintings weren't that much. They were 200 bucks a pop. I tried to buy a couple of them, and. So first I bought painting 42 because I liked it and, uh, nope, got a note back. Somebody beat me to it. I'm like, okay, can I get 26 or 27? No, somebody beat me to those after the other one, which I should get priority for because he screwed me on 42, just saying amateur, Uh, but I do like the book. So I ended up ordering two hardcover copies because, uh, it's really good. A lot of the the stuff that it goes through, it's trying to explain it's. Kind of an alien people disappearing type of story. Okay. One of those.
2: But well, uh, the only thing I'm thinking right now, Jason, is you got to get in early and tell him that you want NFT for 42.
1: Uh, actually, what I did, Brian, was I just actually right clicked and saved the image of the painting of his
2: website. I just lit some money on fire.
1: Yeah, that too. So this is an episode this is a, an example of uncanceling actually because I found out about this book through Warren Ellis's Orbital Operations newsletter. Now Warren Ellis if you will remember was canceled not too long ago because of some shenanigans with some lady fans mm-hmm. and he disappeared for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And just out of the blue came back and said, "I'm back." Kind of like Louie did. So uh, I think the new norm is just, you're just people are just going to uncancel themselves.
2: Yeah, you go away for a little while. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do got to say that Warren Ellis's book uh, Normal was awesome. It was four parts when I got it, like four small Kindle singles. Uh, you can get the full book now, and you can get the audio version as well. Except it's written by John Hodgman or read by John Hodgman, who, like, uh, like Adam Savage or Will Wheaton, would completely take me out of it.
0: Right.
1: You know? So yeah. skipping that. Uh, but here's it's something I thought about. It's like, okay, I almost bought it just to have the book in one format. And I'm like, how many times do fans rebuy shit from people? We talked to before about the Army of Darkness DVDs, how there are like the six position heal DVDs. thyself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out, like, I'm looking at Neil Gaiman fans. Like, does he have an army of fans? Or does he have like six people that just buy everything seven times over? Of which because I have of bought them. pretty much everything he's done seven times over. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Copies of Sandman I have. Jeez.
2: I mean, I've done that with music, but we've we've had that rent before. It's because I first I had the album and then I had the cassette and then I had the c d and then I had the m p three album and then blah 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 but uh, yeah, now you pay to stream it, yes, exactly security ha.
1: We are back again with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. And finally, well, not really finally, he's also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. But now he has joined Control Loop, where they talk about IoT, where the S in IoT is security. Welcome back, Dave. (laughs) Hello.
2: Good to be back. You just giving him that one for free, Jason?
1: I stole that one from... from, One of the Twitch shows, so...
2: Ah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. not mine.
1: Steve Gibson, I think, coined that one, but I'll sure. give it to him. Sure, So, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, we're out though, Obi-Wan. Let's go. Have at it. One go, One to
0: go. One, I know, down, one to, to, go. down
2: to one. Um, a lot more going on on Tatooine than you would think for somebody who kept the same surname and hid out for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah,
0: I I have to say the the last episode uh, I enjoyed very much. There was lots of action, Mm -hmm. lots of fun. It was good. Uh, Just uh, it was fun. Good, good, good times were had by all for me and my family. Uh, lots of, um, willing suspension of disbelief when it came to some glaring plot holes, but Ooh, I'm willing awesome. to do
2: that. Which, which, uh, <laughs> which plot hole would you be referring to the, uh, oh, spoiler alert, everybody. Would it be the, uh, we kill all Force sensitive people all the time everywhere. And here's a really strong person in the force who used to be on our side and turned against us and we're not going to kill her. We're just going to leave her there and she'll survive that plot hole. That's one. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: right. It's sort of the old. uh, I guess that's the old James Bond uh, thing, where you know the sharks are attached to
2: strings, and I will now walk out of the room. Right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I will. I will assume that this person is dead because what other possible outcome could there be? Uh, Yeah. There was that. There was my favorite was uh, you know basically sending Leia up into a server closet. Uh, to, <laughs> with, with yeah, with no tools, with not you know, just to kind of figure things out. And okay, okay sure, <laughs> whatever, yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's it's fun to see Darth Vader at the height of his powers. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. to really see what he's capable of. Um, I don't know. I, I think we we all kind of rolled our eyes a bit at the decoy ship that was <laughs> able to escape
2: like oh okay, I, I, they, they actually my eyes but...
1: fell on the floor they rolled so hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
2: I read a really good interesting uh article about uh something that actually ties in very well with this segment uh talking about how bail organa um is is supposed to be this master diplomat slash spy who has the worst opsec ever known to man by reaching out to obi-wan and mentioning the two children
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. Hey, I know we're not supposed to talk, but let me just kind of b- throw this out
0: in the subspace. <laughs> hey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh there was a lot of that. I I I'm really wondering like how are they going to wrap all this up in one episode? I know. It's it's a lot. They, they got they got a lot to yeah. they got a lot to finish up. I'm still hoping that we're going to see Leia cross paths with Darth Vader so that uh, we establish that relationship we just we establish that she has discussed with him or you know that she doesn 't take him seriously. I think that that would be nice yeah a uh, nice way to inform some of the things she does in episode four mm-hmm. but uh Epis- there's still yeah. time season two I, season two yeah, I did enjoy the sort of interleaving of uh obi wan and Anakin having their little sparring. Um, it did make me wonder uh, when Jedis of that caliber spar with each other, are they using fully live lightsabers? Because it seems to me like that could go bad in a hurry. And do we know, is it possible to set a lightsaber on stun? Um, Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's all made up, right? <laughs>
2: So anyway, Brian. So there's uh, some the, let me <laughs> You know what's an interesting Rorschach test among sci-fi geeks is is what things we're willing to let past disbelief filters and what what things we get hung up on. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, sure. Well, i mean, I'm down with the force anyways, but saber. what about these lightsabers? Sure.
0: Right. Well, can the lightsabers basically function as like tasers, where if you get hit by it, it just stings a lot, but it doesn't actually cut off your limb. Ah,
2: I just I just figure, you know, this is a good way of weeding out bad Jedi. <laughs> when we're sparring like and I kill you. That's on you. Uh, yeah. You obviously were not one with the force enough.
0: Yeah. Do they let fighter pilots go out with live ordnance when they're dogfighting each other from, you know, in Top Gun and all that kind of stuff? I don't think they do, but no. I don't know. It's something I thought of, yeah. but I'm in. I'm enjoying it. Overall, I'm enjoying it. I've seen several people say that they feel disappointed by this series, and uh, I'm not – I don't agree with that. I, I'm I'm having a good time. It's. I think it's an interesting exploration. I'm really happy that we have these series. I'm happy that this is not a movie mm-hmm. because I think having the breathing room and not – this – Having this series not have to make $100 million on its opening weekend, I think, allows you to have story things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do. There's not as much pressure. I've
2: thought about that so. a lot because um, my favorite Star Wars character is Han Solo. and I And I think about mm-hmm. how much I would have enjoyed a six-part, eight-part limited Han Solo series rather than the movie. And now knowing that they've done the movie and they will never go back and revisit is disappointing to me because I would have killed for a Han Solo series. That would have been great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, thumbs up. So, Dave, I would like to uh,
1: bring you into a segment that we usually have called uh, Apps and Doodads, but uh, we're bringing you in today because there were a couple things that I thought that you might be interested in. Okay. First up is the Syntec USB-C to USB adapter pack of two C male to USB 3 female adapter compatible with MacBook Pro 2021 iMac, iPad mini, Six slash Pro MacBook Air twenty twenty two and other type C or Thunderbolt four slash three devices, space gray for nine ninety nine.
2: <laughs> I guess I guess we should mention the part of the fun of the segment is the insanely long uh you know Amazon descriptions Thunders. from Amazon products that we must read in full. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal with this. Um, you know, everybody's got their their dongles for USB A to USB C, usually the Apple one. I've right. got, got, got one of those around. And I was desperately in need of another one the other night. And I'm like, okay, let's just go buy one. And uh, the Apple ones are expensive. These are five bucks each and they're tiny. They literally just sticks on the end of the USB-A and plops right into the computer. I use them for various things. These are awesome. Everybody go buy these and put them in your backpack because you will you will need them at some point. And that 10 bucks, you, trust me, you're going to thank me at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to me like they're small enough that you could just leave them on your – small enough and cheap enough that mm-hmm. you could just leave them on your USB-A devices uh, and just and let, let that be that.
1: That's what I do. Uh, I do uh, have the addition of a small piece of black electrical tape to make sure it doesn't fall off. Oh, okay. When you're pulling it in and out of the computer, it's not so much the actual uh, converter itself, but some old USB-A plugs get a little loose and uh, – like mm-hmm. the USB-C can stick in the computer and then you pull, out, pull it out and the A comes out, but the, the adapter is still in the computer. So a little electrical tape um, to perma-add those to some devices works really well.
0: Yeah. What about the, the the footprint of this as you plug it into the laptop itself? In other words, could you get two of these side-by-side in your MacBook Pro?
1: Yes. The The width on these is exactly – the or it's a little bit wider than a USB-A just because it has to fit a USB-A. But it's maybe mm-hmm. like, I don't know, make maybe a millimeter on each side, bigger than a USB-A. Okay. Um, so they're pretty okay. cool. They're pretty, pretty yeah. cool. I will be ordering a bundle of them. <laughs> awesome. And I, yeah. I, I I, don't know why I got these. I was just feeling a little, a little uh, hacky the other night. I got 50-piece 215 NFC round cards, 25-millimeter 1-inch NFC tags, N-tag 215 chip blank PVC coin card NFC coin cards. Enabled mobile phones and devices for eighteen dollars and fifty nine cents. So these are mm. little tight, they're, they're 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 black. They're very thin. They're the size of a quarter. But you can you mm-hmm. know program them to have little things on mm. them like uh, uh, URLs or things like that. The reason I found out about these was um, I was listening to uh, I think it's Mac Geek Gab, the show that we're uh, actively pimping right now, <laughs> the the Mac Show one of the guys they programmed one of the discs put it next to his charging stand so when he puts his charging stand down at night or puts his phone down on the charging stand it automatically triggers a shortcut to like change the uh the demeanor of the lights in the house through the smart action and the shortcut which i thought was really cool mm-hmm. i thought uh-huh. that was neat okay. um mm-hmm. so i want to find out how to do it so i bought these and i haven't tried it yet but uh i, I wanted to ask dave if you have any uh
0: uh, experience with these or I've seen them around? Uh, I, I do not. I The only thing this reminds me of is I was at an event a few months ago and there was a gentleman there who, rather than handing out business cards, he had what I believe was an NFC thing that you could scan and you'd get all of his contact information.
1: Yeah. yeah. Does,
0: that, does that track with this? Mm-hmm. Is that a capability this would have? Yep. This yeah. does it
1: as well. So that's one. So of how those. would that work? Uh, basically, you just keep it in your pocket and wave it at somebody
0: when they come by. Would the information be stored locally on this card, or would it be yes. referring you to a URL? Uh, the, there's oh. information stored on the card.
1: Um, it can handle, mm-hmm. I think. What? Where's the number on it? Five hundred and four bytes is how much data that the storage capacity is on it. You can lock it though after um, after you've programmed it. You can lock it and it can't unlock, which is kind of cool. Huh. What I was thinking of, because I'm, you know, that kind of guy, go to a restaurant, find the QR code for the menu, take a picture of the QR code for the menu, make your own sticker for it, slap the NFC behind that, replace the the QR code with your sticker with your NFC. So when people hold their phone up to take a picture of it, you can then do something. For me, I was it was going to be openGoG.show, because that's <laughs> what I like. Um <laughs> But – because it would be funny if everybody that went to the restaurant was just turned out to be show fans all of a sudden. Uh Uh, But now that my master plan is out there, maybe it's not the best idea. But I'm just saying. It's cool.
0: How to win friends and influence people. Yeah, I'm sure this will get us lots of new listeners. (laughs) Very hungry listeners.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I would like a number 32 with shrimp, please.
0: Also – Quick way to get banned from a restaurant also, so don't do it at your favorite restaurant. I wouldn't
1: go to a good restaurant.
0: Well,
2: well we want, go, of we course. want fans of without taste. <laughs>
1: um, hey, no a, boo a, a or a downloads nothing. Download's a download, brother. Download's a download. I don't care. So how do you interact with
0: these things? How do you set them up?
1: There's an app that you download. I actually got like three different ones for my iPhone. And you just use the NFC reader and writer inside the phone to connect to the, the disks and you can write the disks right there they re- like I said hmm. they're rewritable as many times as you want, but uh, you can lock them. So. Hmm. Okay, all right. Well, I'll be ordering these as well. More toys. <laughs> Wait till I test well, it. First. Wait till I test it. Then will next week. I'll well, let you know. I'm if it's looking at here.
0: on Amazon. It only has two stars. Why? Why do you suppose that is?
1: I have no idea, but I'm getting them anyway. I, or I got <laughs> them. They're sitting in my room. <laughs> There's Probably only one, one in
0: one in five works. Oh, there we go. It's only one review. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I have to tap yeah, several the, times. It's meaningless for the damn
1: thing to work. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Meaningless. Okay. All right. So oh, I like it. This is a, this is a project. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And these are waterproof too, so you can, I guess, put I them, in the, put the put job them job in the pool. I don't know.
0: <laughs> All kinds of possibilities. There really
1: are. They really huh. are. That's my that's my uh, right. shit. Jason bought this week security ha edition. Thank you for costing me money. That's at least I can do since the uh, that uh, software defined radio is still sitting in a drawer that I bought on your recommendation. No, <laughs> no, no through through no fault of your own. It's just me. <laughs> right right. It's right next to my Arduino.
0: Yeah.
2: Just you'll get around to it. You'll get around. I, to I it. learned my lesson after the Arduino. That's the only thing sitting on my shelf.
1: Yeah, minus sitting there. Uh, well, I have that I have that really cool, like limited edition super mini Arduino mm-hmm. that I still don't remember why I bought. When I bought, how I bought, it just showed up one day.
2: Uh, that was pre-stroke, Jason. That involved alcohol. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure.
1: I put this one in here, Dave, because I want your opinion on this. Okay. We have done uh segments on the show before when uh old people had to get uh, their COVID vaccine. Because a lot of times you had to go to the website for like the drugstore or the hospital or your medical provider to sign up and make your appointment. Old people mm-hmm. can't do it. They just can't do it. Either they don't have the tools, they don't have the wherewithal, they don't have the skills, any the million reasons that they can't do it. And half the reason is because young people can't do it because they're so poorly designed. And I found mm. the, the creme de la creme this, uh, yesterday, uh, my roommate's mom is going in for cataract surgery on Monday. Uh, Monday Mm -hmm. or Tuesday. And so she's going through all this rigmarole, getting checked out, going to doctors, and then moves over to the surgical center where they're actually going to perform the procedure. Well, the surgical center has their own set of protocols that they want you to do. So what they do is they send you, well, they text you incessantly and they email you incessantly to go fill out this form. It's like a 16, 17 page form. It's really long. Uh, We did seven pages of it and it like the progress bar moved like almost nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, man. here's here's where it gets fun so at the very top on the first page it asks what what you're coming in for and you can select cataracts the second question is can you see if you check no <laughs> you still have to fill out the entire fucking form
2: right well if you can't right. see you can't even check no I uh, just to it's, point that out. So yeah.
1: I know, I know, and and so what they do is to to mitigate this, they say, "Hey, if you can't fill this out, call us. We will call you back, and we will
2: walk you through it." Here's our number in very small print. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of that old David Brenner joke about the restaurant that has a big sign out
2: front that says, "We have Braille menus." <laughs> well, we used to until Jason got there with his NFC round That's right. cards.
1: That's right, right. <laughs> Right. So we call them multiple times, leave multiple messages. Nobody calls back. And we end up just having to go to the doctors and say, look, these people aren't doing whatever. Is there any chance we're going to get there? And they're going to say, no, we can't do it because you haven't filled out the form. They said, no, they'll deal with it there. And the other point that I get to is, wait a minute. All the doctors have ex- this exact information. Why are they not passing this on to the surgery center? I know that there are HIPAA laws, but this is for the patient, for the patient's procedure. Why can't they do that? Oh, Jason, Jason, crazy.
2: Jason. <laughs> Anytime you talk to any customer service, like, uh, you know, what's your name? What's your address? What's your phone number? What's your account number? Now I have to transfer you to somebody else. What's your name? What's your exactly, address? Started. What's your account number? Right. Why, I'm in your system. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why do I have to give you this right. information again? Because they want you to hang up and not yeah. bother them anymore. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm with you. Uh and I had this fantasy that this is something that, you know, somebody like Apple will will cut get to the bottom of with their health app, where you'll be able to, you know, fill out your health app once and then whenever you go to the doctor, the same way that you pay for things with Apple Pay, just click your phone and it'll transfer all the rele- relevant information. And that will be that. And maybe there will be one or two things that you need to fill out additionally. But, you know, whatever. I mean it it seems like we could do this so much better than we do. And uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of progress here. None whatsoever. Yeah. I will say just sort of related to this, uh, I had a doctor's appointment earlier this week, just kind of a routine sort of med check kind of thing. And as part of that, uh, my doctor always gives me probably half a dozen sheets of paper that are just, here's a summary of today's visit. And it says, you know, these are the prescriptions you got, and here's your blood pressure, and here's how much you weigh, and all that kind of stuff. Here's what we think about you medically. Um, And what I've started doing is using the document scanner functionality that's built into the Notes app Mm -hmm. on the iPhone to automatically scan all that paperwork. So I've created a medical folder in notes. I scan that paperwork. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the notes app has an amazing document scanner. It OCRs everything. So it's searchable, very easy to use. And so I've decided that rather than trying to keep track of all that paperwork, I'm going to put it all in notes. It'll be searchable. It's in iCloud. And hopefully that'll lead to greater convenience for me. And I won't have to remember quite as much as I do
2: today. Until your iCloud gets hacked.
1: Well, there's always that, but I think this is a I think that's a fine example of optimizing for your demise because now your family can have access to that, and they don't have to mm-hmm. go find the paperwork, and it's searchable. I, I, mm-hmm. I
0: I'm a fan. I'm going to have to do that myself. That's what I'm hoping, and of course I'm putting my trust in iCloud to protect the data uh, and so on and so forth. But um, I, I'm okay with that. That's a that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't think
1: you're a target for the fappening three. So I think you'll be okay. <laughs> let's,
0: let's hope not. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, it's Dave's <laughs> medical records. Click, 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 click. Right. Oh, it's, it's his body mass index. Good God.
1: Good God. He's really
0: let himself go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, if there's a furpening, then then you're in trouble. But yeah,
0: that's true. That's that true. That's true. I
1: just got my BMI done this week, and uh, they they told me yeah. that i i they did you do one of those things where you stand on it and you hold the handles and they kind of give you the whole body breakdown
0: uh no, I'm familiar with that in fact i have um i have a scale i have a bathroom scale that has little uh electrodes on it that you know tries it sends some signal through your body to try to figure out your body fat percentage and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. y- yeah
1: this one so i'm familiar was, with that this one was really cool because it actually broke down how much individual body parts weigh now don't get don't get cheeky um it actually told me how much (laughs) how much my individual legs and arms weigh is that not the weirdest thing so i am uh, weird
2: i walked out of there with a certain pep in my step
1: (laughs) there you go so the um the, the one thing that was one at a
0: time, sir. One at a time. Yeah,
1: one at a time. Um, my right <laughs> arm and my left arm are symmetrical. And they said they they don't see that almost ever because my, leg, my huh. legs are off. Because everybody has dominance. You know, you have dominance on one side.
2: Well, it's been um, your longstanding yeah. switch arm per jerk off policy. It's really paid off.
1: Always. <laughs> Always, dude. That's what I'm telling you. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah. after, after the stroke, I have to do everything symmetrically to make sure that everything stays in line, and it actually worked. So, yeah, my left arm is 8.86 pounds, and my right arm is 8.8 pounds. The legs have <laughs> have a much wider variance, but this thing is really cool. If uh, It's called an in-body scan. If you guys ever see them at your local gyms or whatnot, ask to get one because it's pretty cool because it, it, it tells you how much weight you still have to lose, tells you all of your different types of – Muscle fat analysis, uh, obesity analysis, things like that. So, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's called an in body. Huh.
0: I will look for that. So, in an effort to have at least one security story per week on the show, I have included one this week. This is from Wired. Uh, it's written by Matt Burgess, and it's titled "Cops Will Be Able to Scan Your Fingerprints with a Phone." So basically this is about uh, the progress of uh, contactless scanning of fingerprints. Of course, we've been talking about this for years here mm-hmm. w- of um, people taking high resolution, just plain old photographs yeah. of people, someone who's waving and being able to scan their fingerprint off of that um, And it seems as though uh, there was a competition that NIST had recently where they're looking for some of these biometric improvements. And one of the areas was contactless fingerprint systems. So you can hold your hand up and they'll use a smartphone to take a picture of your hand. And they'll get your fingerprints that way without any ink or without any physical contact or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's inevitable that this was the way this was going. Um, of course, there are privacy issues that go with all this sort of thing. But I was curious, uh, do you think this is a, a lot of nothing or just more of the
2: same? What do you guys make of this? It's more of the same to me. The interesting thing to me is that they're able to to kind of uh, work with the variants because I don't know about you guys, but my fingers stay a lot more steady if I'm pushing down into something like the glass or whatever just holding if i just mm. hold my hand up a couple inches over a, a camera they they move around a lot more so they're obviously able to overcome that kind of variance to get a clean scan so that's cool
1: it's probably a light in it that just lights up your hand so they can get a higher shutter speed right that's what i'm guessing yeah that makes mm-hmm.
2: sense
1: yeah and the mm-hmm. thing is now like once you once you once we figure this out how long is it till we have drive by fingerprint scanners like we have license plate readers
0: hmm you know and and where where can you put these yeah. um where i was going to say what's the use case for that
1: um hackers trying to figure Drive out here's up. what I'm worried about hackers trying to figure out everybody's fingerprints and creating databases and selling those databases basically poisoning the well of any kind of fingerprint biometrics <laughs> well so,
2: i mean it is it is almost like a wake up call to the idea of using your fingerprint as as kind of a secure standard for anything these days like i can see uh, I can see uses for this in, in a very non-secure sort of way. Like, uh, this is your new, uh, tickets to entry for a concert or something like that. You can just have your fingerprint mm-hmm. scanned and then that's matched to your, you don't have to carry a ticket anymore. Great. Awesome. Well, why do we need a driver's license anymore? If you can just do this and all that sort of thing, but it does kind of remove any sense of like real security to a fingerprint.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. I think they're going to have to definitely do more, um, more analysis on the hand itself. Because, I mean, look at Amazon right now. They've got that hand scanner that you can basically hover your hand over it, no contact, and pay for uh, certain Amazon convenience stores that are out there. Mm-hmm. So they've already – I mean, that's mm. privatized tech that's already out there. It's been out for – I think that's been out right. for at least over a year, maybe two. They're yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. probably closer to a year because I think they rolled it out early because of COVID. But anyway, that stuff is I out mean- there.
2: So. I suppose if I had one of the front doors that does fingerprint recognition to unlock, I'd be rethinking my purchase at this point. But oh, that's yeah. pretty—that's forward thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah. I think the first—the first time that we ever f- heard about this was at the Chaos Computer Club, and they had a picture. what Was it was it like Angela Merkel or something that was holding her hand up, and somebody mm-hmm. shot it with the DSLR? Right. I think that was yeah. the first one. So,
0: yeah. if yeah, that's, that's my the, recollection as well, or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did it at uh, one of the uh, CCC conferences, because um, it was cool. It was really cool, and it was just like, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, it's like, biometrics are a problem, but I think if they start doing more things around, you know, um, geometry of the hand, and not just a fingerprint, they might be, right. it, it might stave off uh, the uselessness of biometrics a little bit longer. Um but I don't know. I see biometrics hmm. as just the, the clock is ticking on that.
0: So basically you're thinking of like face ID but for your hand where it's mm-hmm. taking a – it's a 3D mapping of your hand, I guess also and including the fingerprints but also the actual structure of the, the physical hand itself.
1: The lines in your hand, length of your fingers, length of the joints, You know the difference. Like how they right. do kind of gait recognition with walking everybody has their own unique yeah. gait your hand is going to have yep. a unique signature as well not just the fingerprint so also mm-hmm. i think with uh like uh ultraviolet or infrared whichever one uh they can get a map of the blood vessels under your hand too
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yep. you should be yep. able to do that a pretty pretty comprehensive one from that but like i said i still think that the i still think that that's technology that has an expiration
0: date on it yeah yeah All right, well, that's what I have this week, gentlemen. Always good to catch up, and uh, I will talk to you next time. All righty. Woo!
1: Closing shout-outs! Over at Patreon, we've got Jocelyn, and we've got Tony with a message that says, Autopilot indeed, built-in deniability as a feature.
2: Designing the Autopilot program to shut off less than a second before impact so your company can deny it was the cause of the impact is simply epic. That is actually
1: kind of epic. I got to give him props for that. Come on. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. We weren't in control. Anyways, over at PayPal, we've got Miles, Sherry, Linda, Natalie, Dag, Edward, Tom, Michelle, Ramsey, and Nathaniel. Thank you so much. And over at our tip
1: jar, we've got Andrew, Linda, Mario, Sean, and Theodore. Thank you. And a shout out to all of our listeners over on Discord. Uh, We've got, I just, half the show was links that you guys sent in this week, so much appreciated. Thanks for all the links and the memes. Memes are my favorite section on Discord, I got to say. And uh, big thanks to Podcast One, uh, Jordan Harbinger and Ryan Holiday, and uh, some of the staff over at Podcast One, Steve, Alistair, Sue, and of course, Kit, for uh, having us out for the show. It was much fun, much appreciated. And sadly, I have a I have a closing shout out to Mike Haggerty. I guess they called him Hags. Turns out that he was a character actor from Second City. If you saw him, you'd know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Overboard and a bunch of other stuff. He was in a new show that was on HBO, actually. But he died very suddenly, and I didn't know. And uh, our mutual friend Brian was like, oh, "I got to go to a, I got to go, you know, go to a funeral and awake and all this stuff for my friend Mike." And then he started to explain it. I'm like, "Wait a minute! I know that guy. I didn't know he was dead. <laughs> He's the guy that we got really drunk with one night with Cole Meany and uh, and him at and Fogarty at the Coach and Horses." And he was one of the nicest guys, so it's very sad that uh, Mike is gone. So, Bummer. Until next time, I'm Jason Filippo
2: And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 558. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. And don't forget the meme channel. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.